0: Welcome to the United States of Paranormal Podcast. Sit down and buckle up for an enlightening ride through everything crooked, creepy, and paranormal.
1: Hello, weirdlings! Welcome back for another week of the weird and unexplained here at the United States of Paranormal. So this week, I'm back on my bullshit. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm jumping head first into some freaky ass cryptids.
0: Oh, I yep. missed the cryptids.
1: Yep, I couldn't figure out what I wanted to cover since October is over, and then I found <laughs> these cryptids. And yes, that's cryptids with an S, as in plural. Oh, yeah, because I decided to cover a plethora of cryptids with the same common theme.
0: Plethora.
1: A plethora. With Thorosaurus Rex.
0: <laughs> see, he got short hands too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. So that theme is plants. <laughs> and I prepped. I prepped even because my socks. Uh
0: huh. Look at that.
1: Are plants? They say you can't see it on the screen and you can't see it on the audio, but it says "proud plant mom with plants with faces."
0: I am never a good plant parent.
1: That's disappointing.
0: I'm sorry. I'm not very good at...
1: That's not your stuff.
0: hold a culture. <laughs> Is that the right word? I, I don't know.
1: Botany. <laughs> but before we jump into all of that, Jeremy, how are you? How you been?
0: I'm, uh, I'm wonderful. I have no idea what's happened the last two weeks. Everything has been kind of a hazy blur, so... Um, I'm sure that uh, I've been working on my deck in that whole mythological time of my life. I am back from Kansas City where I've seen them play the Tennessee Titans. Woo.
1: Did they win or did they lose?
0: Of course they won. <laughs> of course they did. And if you guys know in podcast world, we're recording this before the game. So I'm predicting the win.
1: Literally like four weeks ahead of this. (laughs) So if they win, Jeremy can see into the future. Yes. (laughs) So I love plants. Like I really love plants. I have quite a bit of plants. Um, I even have a couple of plants that are worth like a lot of money. Really? Yeah. Like I have a, um, a Monstera Albo. I didn't buy it. My mother-in-law bought it for me because it was like my dream plant. And then a pink princess philodendron, which is also my mother-in-law got for me. One of my dream plants. They're beautiful. You know,
0: I don't think I've ever met anybody in my lifetime that had a dream plant. Mm -hmm.
1: I have a couple. Really? Yeah. Those were my top two. Um, A monstera, they're like big, they have big, huge leaves with holes in them. They're like the quintessential like tropical plant when you see them Mm -hmm. on things. Um, but mine, I have a bunch of monstera's. But the albo has white in it, in the green. Nice. Yeah, and then the pink fi- princess philodendron is pink. It's a pink and it's almost black. It's beautiful. But
0: so you you have met Tom and Laura, which are my um, Jellystone neighbors yes. and, and my part of my Jellystone family. Yes. They they were actually at Montana's wedding. A few weeks ago which was great mm-hmm. and um laura actually crashed and burned and broke her wrist a few weeks oh, ago so no. i hope she's doing well well I give her a shout out but yeah tom is an interesting fellow when it comes to plants really because he's like me he can't <laughs> he can't keep a plant alive so this last season at jellystone he did all of his planners with fake plants. <laughs>
1: okay, that's hilarious. And
0: they look good. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm keeping my plants alive." And, you know, just Does things he water like
1: that. them just to keep up face. I
0: maybe <laughs> knowing him, he probably has got a picture of him watering the plants. I'm sure of it.
1: I'm not good with outside plants, but in, indoor plants like house plants, I'm great with. Um, yeah, so like I know quite a bit about house plants. And then I was looking into different cryptids and I came across a whole section about paranormal and cryptic plants. And I said, That's it. That's what I'm gonna do this week.
0: It was almost like screamed out at you to say yes. do this podcast.
1: Yes, exactly. So there's a whole section of research that involves cryptids and it's called cryptozoology. And it's, you know, the research of cryptic and paranormal animals. Um, but there's also one for plants.
0: What do they call that?
1: Cryptobotany or um, cryptophytology. And hmm. it's en- essentially the study in search of formerly undescribed and unknown plants. So the first plant that we are going to cover is one that actually comes from the Hebrew Bible. That's where it's <laughs> first talked about. Yep.
0: I must have missed that chapter when I read the Hebrew <laughs> Bible.
1: So this plant is called the Vine of Sodom.
0: Me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's first mentioned in Deuteronomy thirty two thirty two, And it says... I,
0: you know, I'm thinking you're just making words up at this point. I'm not, I
1: promise. <laughs> it says, their vine comes from the vine stock of Sodom, from the vineyards of Gomorrah, and their grapes are grapes of gall or poison. Their clusters are bitter. Isn't that wacky?
0: I'm sorry, you lost me at Gomorrah. Wasn't that the girl <laughs> from the... Uh, um...
1: <laughs> From the MCU? Yeah. Oh, my God. I never even thought that that's her name. Wow. So many things are happening. Oh. Yeah. That's crazy. I never thought of that. Um, so this plant is also called the apples of Sodom. And although they are beautiful, they have a darker sign. Mm. Um. So Josephus, who was a Jewish Roman historian, described the plant and he stated that it grew near Sodom and that the fruit, quote, has a beautiful color um, and is colored as if it should be eaten. So basically, this fruit looks like it should be something that you can eat, right? It's
0: the temptation.
1: That's exactly what it is. The fruit tempts you with its color. But if you, quote, if you pluck them with your hands they they dissolve into smoke and ashes the fruit was said to explode no. when it was touched yeah so this vine was obviously feared right
0: well yeah i mean what years are we talking about people long time ago yeah forever yeah, ago yeah that could wow
1: yeah it's said that it did nothing but bring death and that its grapes bite like a snake hmm and that it has the venom of a cobra What?
0: But I I don't want to like jump too far ahead in your story. Did anybody ever try to eat one of these? Or
1: um, well, in reality, although this plant seems like it's plucked straight from a fairy tale, it is a real plant. Right. Um, it's just dramatized a little bit. <laughs> the vine of Sodom is actually suspected to be the plant Osher, and the Osher grows from Jordan to southern Egypt, and its fruit is known to be. Very beautiful, especially amongst the dry desert, but when tasted, it's deceptive and bitter and extremely poisonous. Um, This plant has been a problem for a very long time because although it's beautiful with its purple flowers and its plump green fruits, it kills humans and animals due to its poison and spines and it grows wildly even in the worst conditions. Um, so considering how dangerous this plant is, I'm sure that's the reason it was given this horrendous mythos right. that it's literally exploding and it literally bites people. Hmm. Yeah. Pretty crazy. And I looked it up and I mean, I, I guess it's a pretty plant. I don't think it's that pretty, but when you're in the desert, I guess anything green looks great. Well,
0: yeah. Especially if you're hungry in the desert, mm. if you would, uh,
1: yep. But there's a lot of fan art of it, and it, they literally make it look like it's like It reminds me of um. Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Um, what's it Wow.
0: Well. <sighs> All I can think of is, feed me, Seymour. Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> I don't know what the plant's name Something was.
1: Something, too. It's his wife's name, too. Why am I having a brain fart with this? I don't know. <sighs> I'm so angry. There's somebody shouting at us right now. You know who that is. (laughs) Chantel. (laughs) Yeah. God bless her. She's wonderful. She is. So the next plant that we are going to learn about is the cactus cat. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) For the love of God, eat a snack. (laughs) His stomach is making most ungodly noises. So the cactus cat was first reported by cowboys and pioneers in the 19th century as they made their way through the deserts of the American Southwest, which the American Southwest, we need to just do like a whole month where we cover crazy ass cryptids and stuff, Mm -hmm. because the Southwest is wild and full of them.
0: So it's like the wild, wild west?
1: Yes. Wild, wild west. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just talk about Will Smith.
0: (laughs) We can do that too. A smack um, heard around the world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you keep my mama, my mama, my mama's out of your mouth. <laughs> so uh, they were most prominently in California, New Mexico, Nevada, and on the occasion, Colorado. And the travelers stated that they would watch as this bod- bobcat-sized cat that only came out at night. Um, and it was, so it was small. But it looked like a cactus. Okay, Which sounds so cute, right? Just this little cat that looks like a cactus. Um, They were green, and it had fur that was more like the spines of a cactus than actual fur. And its tail was branch-like and barbed. (laughs) Jeremy's face right now. (laughs) Because he's trying to... All I can think
0: of, you sure it wasn't a porcupine? Well, oh, keep that in mind. Um, (laughs) (laughs) the
1: bones of the cactus cat were sharp and spiky, and it pushed through the skin of the cat's front legs. That's just how they described it. I don't know. I'm trying, I tried to envision that part, and I was like, I guess I don't know what that means. But, um, when it would come out at night, it would take its front claws and rip open the cacti in the desert. And then it would drink the fermented sap that blood from the plant. So, this would cause the cactus cat to become drunk, basically. (laughs) I sound like I'm just spinning a line of bullshit. You are just making it up
0: as you go. I get it. I understand.
1: Um, So, it would stumble around the desert because it's apparently drunk. Drunk, yeah. Uh, But it never really attacked anyone. But on some rare occasions, travelers said that they would wake up from their sleep to find scratches and welts across their skin like the cactus cat had been rubbing up against them. Uh You know how cats do. Yeah. They just come up and just rub themselves, you know. Um, They also would complain that the cactus cat had the most terrifying and unique wail that they could hear it for miles and miles away. Um, And with that screaming from the cactus cat, they would hear the bones rubbing together as it walked from its front legs. Really? Yeah. The obvious answer to this is that they were probably just seeing some kind of wild cat. Yeah. Like a puma, a bobcat, or other wild cat that could be normally found in the deserts.
0: Do pumas or wild cats drink cactus? Well... I mean, obviously, they're in the desert, and there's probably so. not a lot of um, choices, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, it's
0: like going in at the green, you only have one bar. You're only going to drink at one bar, <laughs> right. so.
1: And it's also speculated that the cowboys and pioneers just misidentified a porcupine. <laughs> 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 Which would make sense, considering the way the porcupine walks around kind of goofy when they do walk. it. I could see how someone would yeah. misinterpret that as being a drunk- cat with spines yeah um also could the cowboys just be drunk themselves and not being able to see correctly in the dark of the night and i desert? was thinking that
0: exact same thing it's like you know out there at night what else are you gonna do sit around the campfire and drink some homemade beer
1: exactly maybe they have scratches on themselves from actual cactuses if they're drunk <laughs> and they're walking out to pee in the middle of the night how easily they could have rubbed themselves on a cactus and had no idea because they're drunk and can't feel it. Just saying. Did you just
0: debunk this cryptid? I
1: absolutely (laughs) did. Absolutely. So it's not a cactus-cat hybrid. They swear they see. Either way, I just personally think it sounds like a really cute idea for a cryptid, and I really want to see some fan art of it, if anybody. (laughs) If anybody
0: knows, Zibini, send us. United States Paranormal at gmail.com. Yeah. We'd love to see the pictures.
1: Go find your favorite fan art or yep. some, just draw it. Draw a cute little cat with cactus. <laughs> it could have a tail with like a cactus flower on the end of it. Mm-hmm. How cute would that be? Oh, my God. I love it.
0: I could totally see it. I can't draw it, but I could see it. Yeah,
1: I can visualize it. Yeah. And that, I'm not the best artist when it comes to creating <laughs> stuff. so. <laughs> All right, on to the next one. Oh, we got another one. On to the next one. Um, in Southern India.
0: Oh, I thought you was going to say Indiana.
1: Nope, Southern <laughs> India. I did when I typed this, typed Indiana every time. <laughs> but that's neither here nor yeah, there. You
0: just, you just pulled a golden J.
1: <laughs> there are reports of carnivorous trees. These trees have been said to mostly feed on cows as they graze close to their branches, but the trees have also been known to swoop down and snatch up a human. Really, mm-hmm. their their title is the cow-eating trees. But if they're not, if they're eating more than just cows, I feel like just call them carnivorous trees. Um, one such story of a tree feasting. Happened while farmers were watching the cows graze. So a cow got way too close to the tree Uh and unbeknownst to those around, that tree was hungry. (laughs) So the tree reached down with a branch and picked up the cow. Before it could start to devour the cow though, the farmers began to attack the tree and they grabbed their shovels, their pitchforks, whatever else they could that could possibly do damage to this tree and just start beating the shit out of it. And they hit it enough that the tree did let go of the cow and they all ran off, leaving the tree hungry again. Um, I'm envisioning. Have you seen Harry Potter? Uh,
0: that's a, that is exactly where I'm going with yeah, that. Yeah, that.
1: that's what I envisioned. Is what's the tree called? Do you remember that eats their car? I hate <laughs> it. I'm not I, a Harry Potter. I hate man. my life right now. Once again, people <laughs> are yelling at us right now. Like, this is. What I'm Oh, the weeping. Was it weeping? The wailing. Yeah, yeah. I don't
0: know. I can't remember. All right. So, All right, Team Tejas, yeah. go ahead, yell at us, yell please. at us. Like, <laughs> and Colton's at it too. He's up there going, "What is this? An episode of the Call, guys?"
1: <laughs> Although this report was never formally documented. Um, it's still spread by word of mouth that within Southern India, you need to be aware and right. safe or else you'll be dinner. So
0: they, they claim these trees are still there. Why wouldn't they burn that tree down?
1: I don't know. Especially in India where cows are like... Sacred? Yes. Yeah. Um, the rational theory in my opinion <laughs> is that maybe a cow just got tangled up in some low hanging branches. <laughs> <laughs> Or even within some vines and tangles in a tree. Yeah. So, I could be wrong, but... Or you you could be right. Carnivorous plants are absolutely a thing. There's the pitcher plant. There's the Venus flytrap. There's, like, all kinds of different carnivorous plants. But a tree big enough to swipe up a cow. Probably not so much.
0: That's a pretty big tree with a pretty big branch. Mm -hmm. Probably got a really big trunk
1: pretty big uh, imagination. A lot of wood. <laughs> so on to the next one. <laughs> oh,
0: we're done talking about the tree?
1: Done talking about the tree. Okay. Have you ever, I'm sure this is really common. <laughs> Jeremy said, no, nope. I've never. Nope, uh, never.
0: And you can't prove it that I have never.
1: <laughs> I'm sure this is super duper common at the campground. Yeah. <laughs> But have you ever saw a face on a tree? Like, actually a face on the bark of the tree. Like the fun yard decor where they just put the eyes and the nose and the mouth on the tree.
0: I might have one on my lot. Exactly. <laughs> I knew I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, we actually have the eyes, the nose, and the little mustache the mouth that we- tack up on the tree every every spring and then he I mean stares it. at us the entire time. Until right. the tree pops an eye off. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> You're like, how'd that happen? The tree is growing at a mass rate and it keeps popping its eye off.
1: <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> well, the, the thing is, is with those bases that you have to screw, you have to put a screw in the tree and then it hangs on that screw like a picture.
1: Oh. Okay. So the so the tree actually sense. is
0: grows and then it just, you know, it pops the eye off of the screw. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. We also have rope lights that go around the tree, and like two times a season, we have to go back out and readjust them because the tree has grown and popped the rope lights apart.
1: That's crazy.
0: The tree is growing at an alarming rate.
1: What have you done to it?
0: Well, I urinate on it. <laughs> Well, I mean, come on. Think about that a minute. You got to get it fertilized somehow. It grows like you wouldn't believe.
1: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> I feel bad for that tree because uh, that, that snow, that surprise snow we had. Yeah. It was really wet and really heavy. It looked like a war zone out of the campground <laughs> because all the limbs and stuff broke off. My My lot was completely
1: destroyed.
0: It was pretty bad. Luckily, yes. the only thing we we that got broken was one of those little wicker couches that we had as deck furniture mm-hmm. that was down on the ground. Oh. Yeah, it took out one of the arms. Oh, no. So, but other than that, I'm not complaining because that was all I got broken. Yeah. And not the, the camper, not the shed, not any of that stuff. But Well, good. So, yeah. Yes, I do put faces on my tree at the campground.
1: So, in the mountains of Thailand, there's actually... Reports of trees that look like that. That are just walking. They're like real live trees.
0: You just said walking around. (laughs) Well, yes. They're walking around, these trees.
1: Like the Lord of the Rings style. Oh. What's his name?
0: Don't, no, no, start with me. I have no idea.
1: Thornsbeard? No, I have no idea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know.
1: Skyler's going to kick our ass. I know.
0: He's so pissed at us right now.
1: I wish I could remember what its name is.
0: The Walking Tree in Lord of the Rings.
1: It's something beard. Can you please eat a
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go eat a sandwich after this episode, I promise.
1: So, that's not the only weird trees in Thailand, though. In the lush forests that grow at the base of the Himalayan mountains in Thailand. So, at the base of the mountains and in the mountains, there's all kinds of things. Uh-huh. Plant plant things. Um there's a tree that's reported from Buddhist monks and it's said to grow, and it's called the Nari Fan. Um, and it's a tree that grows large, beautiful fruit that are in the shape of women, woman like creatures. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm digging these trees.
1: This tree only grows here within the Haim, Haimafan forest that's mm-hmm. at the base of the mountain. And these fruit women grow down off of the branches from their heads. So, like, at the top of their head is where the branch, it connects to the branch. Um, And when they get ripe, they are cut down by the Ganharaves, which are a celestial being that frequents Thailand, uh, allegedly. And they eat them. They're the only ones that can eat them.
0: The only ones. Anybody else touches them?
1: They're... uh, I don't know what the consequences are. I didn't say. <laughs> so this tree is said to have been created by um Vizantara and he um his wife was the Buddhist god Indra or excuse me. It was created for Vinsantra, who was the wife of the Buddhist god Indra. Okay. So when his wife would go into the forest to collect fruit. For herself and her husband and they had a couple kids men that were often they were like yogis and hermits and were supposed to be out in the woods like meditating um they would harass and scare her when she would go to collect fruit so to combat the men's insatiable lust because she was absolutely beautiful um indra created this tree and excuse me, trees. He created 12 of them that would produce fruit that looked just like his beautiful wife. So whenever she would go out to gather, instead of attacking Vicentara, they would kidnap the fruit women. Okay? Yep. So they would take these fruit women home, have sex with them, and since they would have sex with them, they would fall asleep for four months and they would lose... Any of their powers or tranquility that they got while they were out meditating in the woods. Right. It was kind of like punishment.
0: Sounds like punishment.
1: Right. In Thai folklore, once um, the Sandra died, the trees started to bear the fruit daily instead of just when she would go out. Because that's when they would bear fruit was when she would go out into the woods to collect the meals.
0: Yeah, because they were they were her protectors.
1: Exactly. Um, but as Buddha's teaching have teachings have been lost and forgotten, the forest where the tree lies is slowly dying. So in um, Buddhist
0: folklore? teachings, teach
1: okay. I, I don't want to say folklore because t- for them it's like it's, they would yeah, say like yeah. Christianity is folklore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't say that too loud. <laughs> okay. um, Buddhist teachings were only supposed to be for like a hundred thousand years or ten thousand years or something. So. They're supposed to die out after that time, whatever. But, um, the forest where the trees lie is dying. Those trees are dying. There's only one left, allegedly. But when the fruits appear on the tree, they only last for seven days. And after the seven days, they wither and die. And the fruit of the Nerifon tree is said to be just like a human, inside and out. They contain all the same organs as humans do, um... But they don't have bones.
0: So in initially, it's a blow-up doll.
1: Essentially, yes. It's, but it's fruit. It's a it's a fruit like with organs inside.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, sounds gross.
0: I have your kidney with a little chianti.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so.
1: These maidens are also said to have magical powers and possess spirits that can sing and dance. Like, Allegedly, there are two pods of this tree that are kept secret and safe inside a temple somewhere in Bangkok, Thailand, protected by monks.
0: Are there pictures?
1: Uh, No, there's fan art. (laughs) Which I'll show in the show notes.
0: Okay, Uh, but an actual picture of this would be Pretty, Pretty cool. awesome. Yeah. Seven days, huh?
1: Seven days. They're they're they last on the tree and then they wither and.
0: How long do they last after you pick one?
1: I don't know. It didn't say. Do they
0: actually pick themselves and then you be like, "Hey, what's happening?" And then they go back <laughs> home by my place. I got some whiskey and maybe some salt. <laughs> 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 and I'll eat your foot. Did anybody talk about how if they ate this fruit or just had sex with it? Just
1: had sex with it. Well, and I keep thinking, how big are they? Like, they're say they're the size of a normal woman, but like, we're all in shapes, different shapes and sizes. I know.
0: Well, and who's to say that they can't come in all shapes and sizes? I mean, if it is a fantasy tree and you fantasize that this is your ideal woman, wouldn't you see that? Wouldn't that? Be the fruit that you would see?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, they're supposed that to be is, in the shape I just, of... The... I just
0: said a bunch of shit that actually made zero sense <laughs> in my own Does mind. Does any of this make sense? <laughs> That's the stuff I thought We're I in the business of not making sense. <laughs> oh, my.
1: <laughs> interesting, though, right? Have you seen... This is very interesting. It reminds me of... The pears. Have you seen this where they they encapsulate the pears inside these like plastic containers and make them look like different shapes?
0: Don't they do that with tomatoes also?
1: Tomatoes, they do it with watermelon. Right. They do it with cantaloupe. Um, Like in Japan, they have square watermelons. Because they put them inside when they're still little. I'm inside. trying to envision a,
0: a square watermelon, but yeah.
1: It's pretty cool looking. But yeah, what if you just... You could do this with pears. I bet they already do. They probably got like booby pears or something.
0: Get a pair of booby (laughs) pears. We had this whole conversation yesterday about pears, pair of glasses, pair of shoes, pair of boobs.
1: Oh my god! You and who?
0: (laughs) Um, me and Gunner and and Bobby (laughs) and Sarah might have got in on it. Poor Sarah.
1: Did she know what she got into no, when she married no, this family? No, no, she did not.
0: She's like, oh, my God. I said, you married him? Yep. She says, do you want him back? I am like, nope, he's all yours yep. now.
1: <laughs> That's true. There's no receipt. You can't return him. Nope,
0: nope. Tried. <laughs> Tried when they were babies. They wouldn't take him back either. <laughs> I just, I'm having a hard time just thinking about, I, they, they would have to be, you know, at least a five-foot Five.
1: It's got to be a big ass tree, too. yeah.
0: To to put out this much fruit.
1: Well, and I want to know what it tastes like. Does it taste like a person?
0: I don't... Mm. <laughs>
1: does it taste like a fruit?
0: What does a person taste like? I
1: don't. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Maybe if it's, it's
1: got all the organs like a person, but its flesh is like an apple or something.
0: What is, what, uh, no bones. No bones. No bones about it. (laughs) But there's no bones about this story. What? Is there blood? I mean, is there liquid on the inside? Is there juice? I mean, if it tastes like an apple, is it apple juice, a cherry juice?
1: I don't know. Well, and then I think about, like, an apple. There's the core. There's the the, uh, seeds. Mm -hmm. There's, like, the... I don't know, the webby things? Is is there seeds
0: inside of this fruit? And I could plant my own.
1: The pods. But they have the pods. And is that inside the woman? Is that what they thought the organ is? I have so many questions.
0: (sighs) We're going to have to get a hold of the monks in in, in
1: Bangkok. I agree. But until then, on to the next one. On to the next one! In 1887, author Henry Lee wrote a book entitled The Vegetable Lamb of Tartari. Nice. This book describes the legendary cryptid of Central Asia, the Lamb of Tartari. <laughs>
0: this,
1: <laughs> this cryptid goes by many names. Uh-huh. The Vegetable Lamb of Tartari, the Scythian Lamb, the Baromets. It's got a bunch of weird fucking names. The Baromets, they spell it like 12 different ways. It's just... Okay, I didn't include all of them. It doesn't matter. So the lamb is said to be both animal and plant. Okay, mm-hmm. it produces sheep growing off of it in a similar way to how a tree grows a fruit. Okay, but instead of a stem, it has an umbilical cord.
0: Oh, so almost like a uh, uh, like a like a like a pumpkin.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um some tellers of the tale state that instead of it being like a fruit tree it's more like a melon um growing from seeds and being attached to the ground but other way if the sheep was separated from the vegetable lamb of Totari the sheep would wither and die so okay basically like yeah a, a pumpkin or yeah. a gourd or something, a melon. Um, the vegetable lamb was believed to have blood and bones, just like regular lamb, but the flesh was not like the flesh of a sheep. It was more like a vegetable than meat or flesh. Okay? Yep. So, on the cryptid wiki, the vegetable lamb is described like this. It was connected to the earth by a stem, similar to an umbilical cord, that propped the lamb up above the ground. The stem would flex downward, allowing the lamb to feed on the grass and the plants surrounding it. But once the plants within reach were eaten, the lamb died. Then after expiring, the lamb became edible and its blood supposedly tasted sweet like honey. Its wool was said to be used by the native people of its homeland to make head coverings and other articles of clothing. The only carnivorous animals attracted to the lamb plant other than humans were wolves. <laughs> Jeremy's face.
0: D- that is a lot of things to take in in that little um paragraph that you mm-hmm.
1: just. Yeah, it's kind of freaky. I'll show you pictures so you get more. Of they actually the have pictures of them. There is a picture of what is allegedly one. Nice. Yeah, a similar creature is told about in Jewish folklore. It's called a uh, Yed- yedua. Um, This creature was said to be connected to the earth by a stem or an umbilical cord. And the only way to kill it would be to sever that stem. Then its bones could be used for like religious ceremonies. A few explanations of what the vegetable lamb is, is that it's actually um, Cybotium baromets, which is a type of plant. And that's a real plant. The rhizome of the plant is almost furry. And when the leaves have fallen off the plant and the plant is upside down, it easily resembles a brown lamb, like a dirty lamb. Um, And I'll share photos of that when we do the social media posts. But um, another explanation, (laughs) this one's funny, (laughs) is that it's actually just cotton.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Imagine that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, only wool was known about at that time, which comes from a sheep, obviously, and cotton is a plant. So maybe when they saw cotton for the first time, they believed it was just the wool and the plant was actually like a sheep plant.
0: Well you said you've seen a picture, right? you've seen that picture? Yes. That allegedly what do you think does it look like? Does it look like a cotton plant?
1: Um, it looks like a baby sheep that's okay. dead.
0: A dead baby. Sheep? Yes. Okay.
1: Yep. You know how they have the, um, oh, what is that? I can't remember what the, the, um, the Fiji mermaid, I think is what it was, where they just took a monkey and sewed it onto the bottom half of a fish. Oh. And said it was a mermaid. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? No,
0: I missed that, apparently.
1: I'll show that to you. <laughs> That's what this reminds me of is that they did. Oh, okay. Or like the dingbat, where it's just, uh, that crow did where it's just an owl and they put different, or like the jackalope, where they just combined oh, yeah. all these, yeah. Yep. I think, I think this actual like thing. Like
0: the cockamouse, Half cockroach, half mouse.
1: <laughs> Ew. Gross. I've never <laughs> seen that. I don't want to. So, yeah, I think it was just, uh, I think a lot of this is, I'm going to say something controversial here. Uh-oh.
0: Not here on Tusop.
1: Not here on Tusop. I know that's hard to believe, but I obviously love cryptids. I'm a big fan, right?
0: Yeah, that's not controversial.
1: But th- this next part is <laughs> I think um things that have been around for thousands of years people have said Oh, sorry. Um I think people had poor eyesight <laughs> and they didn't have glasses um or they were intoxicated hmm. and they saw things they did see them that's their truth with it right but it's not reality
0: the imagination uh got the best of them their yes. imaginations of yes we're running wild
1: because if you're drunk and you're you don't have glasses you already see things blurry of course something that is just a rhizome of a plant would look like a yeah. sheep. Yeah. So that's uh
0: <laughs> well, I mean <laughs> my
1: take on it.
0: Listen, you know, these ghost hunters and all this stuff, they spend a lot of time trying to debunk what what these different items are that they hear or see or noises and stuff like that. So it's only logical to to kind of look and think, well, you know, really could it have been this, this, or this? And whether the, whether they're drunk or whether their eyesight was bad, whether it was at night. You know, yeah. once again, like the, you know, it was just a porcupine. It wasn't a cactus cat. It exactly. was a porcupine yeah. that was walking across and your drunk ass fell into the actual cactus that was laying there.
1: <laughs> well, and I definitely think there's weird stuff out there in the world that we'll never be able to explain. Bigfoot? Um, yeah, Bigfoot can't explain it Um, my boss and I were actually having that kind of that conversation he's like why does every picture of um, Bigfoot why is it always blurry when we've got all these cameras and I said well first of all I don't my first instinct if I saw something weird would not be to grab my phone that would not be my first instinct
0: what would your first instinct be? I would freeze (laughs) I would freeze
1: until it was gone and then my brain would be like oh okay
0: shit I should have got a picture of that
1: but I also said to him, I saw this meme that said, maybe Bigfoot is actually just blurry and everybody's pictures are crystal clear. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Maybe.
0: It is a possibility. I mean, that is something. It's a defense mechanism.
1: Cons- <laughs> he's shaking so fast, he just looks blurry.
0: I still say he has uh, access to the portals to other universes. And that's yeah. why uh, you can't actually get a good picture of him because he's popping out of a portal like,
1: Yep. Yep. He could be very intelligent.
0: He is the world's best hide and seeker.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I I just thought that we haven't done plants before. No. Any kind of plants or no. anything and this is well, what, episode thirty four?
0: Thirty four. We have cow eating trees and cactus cats and drunk fruit
1: ladies. Drunk
0: cactus cat cactus cats, yes. and fruit ladies I mean what more could you ask for that's
1: it Logan I want I think we should do a cactus cat shirt fan art there you go or, uh, fart, yeah fart a fart <laughs> <Fan art>. yeah <laughs> a cactus we cat we need shirt. a
0: cactus cat
1: yeah to go along with all the other yeah
0: we got skunk ape and mm-hmm. Casper and Haskins Haskins
1: and the, I can't remember what it's called. The giant alligator. Starts uh-huh. with a P.
0: Yeah. Popo
1: From <laughs> the Palonga <laughs> Yeah, I think we should do a cactus cat now. Yeah. I think it'd be cute. I think it'd be great. I'll buy one. You should buy one too. Yeah. Audience. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, those are some of the most interesting plant cryptids I found. Um, there are so many more so many, but there's not a lot of information about them. I might try to dig up some stuff, um, so I might follow up on this topic later on in the season. But I'm just curious if anyone else has ever heard of cryptic plants or cryptobotany, because I think it gets shafted a lot by what I was researching. People were like, never heard of it. Right. Never heard of any of these. Um, I mean, I think the stories are just as neat as other cryptids, so if not more than the cryptozoological critters. But, yeah. Very nice. Thanks. Nicely done. I'm always, like I said, back <laughs> on my bullshit doing the cryptids.
0: You love your cryptids I and do. there's nothing wrong with that.
1: I think they're interesting. It's like, I, I think it's because I'm a big fan of Pokemon. Is that what it is? <laughs> and that's kind of like what this is.
0: Pokemon. They evolve. Catch them all. <laughs>
1: So if you enjoyed this episode or any of the past episodes, don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This is the best and easiest way to help support 2 It's true. Which episode was your favorite? Let us know. What we do you really like about hills? the podcast? Widow's um, Weep. Widow's Weep. That was your favorite?
0: I'm just naming off my. Oh.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Roll house?
1: Which stories do you like to hear the most? Do you like hearing about haunted houses, aliens, cryptids, other kinds of tales? Let us know. You can do that, like I said, by um, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. You can email us. You can tell us on social media. Yes. Also, like I said in Jeremy's episode two weeks ago, I've been tossing around the idea of setting up a voicemail Where you can call in and tell us your opinions. You can tell us tales of the unexplained. Did you see something on a night drive? Did you wake up in the middle of the night and there's aliens at the foot of your bed?
0: Do you have pictures?
1: Do you have pictures? Do
0: you have dash cam video?
1: Yep. Or you can send in a video just like Jeremy said. Send it to our email. Put it in in a drive. Send us the link. We want to know. Yep. Always learning. Always curious.
0: Yes, very much so. We love, we love, 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 when people get a hold of us mm-hmm. with their pictures or their stories,
1: yep, absolutely, so feel free to contact us on our social media pages. um we're on all popular platforms facebook, instagram, twitter uh, I think that's it. We
0: have our own website
1: we have our own website um uh, that
0: is the United States of paranormal dot com
1: yep. yep. Um, and it's got some pretty dope merch on it. So, yep. if you want to share your love of the podcast with your friends and family, buy a grandma shirt.
0: Grandma needs a shirt.
1: She needs a shirt with Scun- Bigfoot <laughs> or skunk <laughs> ape pissing <laughs> on a tent. Get that for grandma. <laughs> grandma Christ-
0: will love it. I promise.
1: Christmas is coming up, yep. and grandma wants to show her love of skunk ape pee. <laughs> maybe <laughs> I was gonna say maybe she wants skunk ape to be on her. <laughs>
0: Maybe, maybe. Maybe Grandma's got I a don't fetish. Know your grandma,
1: she's a little freaky in her yeah, old age. You, Who knows?
0: You don't know what she did when she was younger. Exactly. Think about it. Think now about it. Now she's
1: old it. and she doesn't give a shit what That's people right. know.
0: She wants to be concave, peed on all day long. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, if you're a fan of Tuesday, you might also be interested in one of the other podcasts from the Golden Mojo Family of Podcasts on Mondays. The call, call guys. guys. If you like um movies, music, you want to argue with Colton?
0: It's great to argue with Colton. It's one of my favorite pastimes.
1: <laughs> it could be your favorite pastime too. It's good. He needs other people to argue with him.
0: Yep. He loves it.
1: He does. On Tuesdays.
0: Oh, Golden Image podcast. Golden
1: Image podcast every other week. Um it's Golden Vintage. Oh man. To hear the the lulling lullabies of jeremy <laughs> 10 years ago <laughs> yeah i don't want to talk
0: like them <laughs> listen uh the last couple that i put out have been amazing interviews um if you get a chance go check out the marty bixler or the lisa armstrong one uh marty and and myself uh spend the entire two hours just dissing on Scotty T and his addiction to <laughs> midget porn. So it's just, it, you know, I've never seen Gunner laugh out loud like he did for two hours, solid. That's he funny. just chuckled. Um, and, of course, Lisa Armstrong, an amazing, amazing uh, piano player uh, and musician. Um, she, yeah, she's she's wonderful, and she likes to talk about anal sex. So oh. there you go. <laughs>
1: Well, you get a lot of
0: stuff going on in that episode.
1: There's something for everybody. Everybody.
0: (laughs) Midget porn, anal sex.
1: Wednesdays is obviously (laughs) the United States of Paranormal. As Alicia moves on. (laughs) Thursdays is Indiana Chiefs fans. Gotta
0: love it when we talk about the Chiefs.
1: Jeremy's baby.
0: Mm, I love the Chiefs. (laughs) So much I drive out there three times a year, if not more, a year.
1: I was going to say, you've already, it's. Been two months since the season started. You've drove out there twice.
0: Yeah, we got one more trip. I was just, I just had one more trip. I've been mean, out there three times. Oh my god, three. That's insane. Playoffs are coming too. You never know what'll happen there.
1: Never know. <laughs> never know. There, I know there's gonna be a ball.
0: there's gonna be a ball.
1: And some giant men. Yep. I know that will be there. And they
0: hit each other. Yeah. Yep. With helmets. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs>
1: Sometimes that doesn't help. Yeah. <laughs> and then Fridays is murder.
0: Murder. It's all about murder.
1: Murder. <laughs> I really like those keychains. Yeah. Dig them. So check out something else if you like listening to us here at Um If you like the energy, you like the charisma, we got it all. We do. All right.
0: And we have more coming. So I'm much more. Sure, we have more coming.
1: <laughs> we always have more coming.
0: More is on the way.
1: Until next time, keep it creepy out there and see you on the other side. Later.
0: To support other Golden Mojo entertainment productions, check out Golden Image Podcast, The Call Guys, and Murd Nerds wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts see photos and find new episodes of the United States of Paranormal, follow us on our social media, Twitter at T-U-S-O-P-P-O-D or Instagram at the United States of Paranormal and Facebook the United States of Paranormal. If you have a place that you'd like us to look into or would like to share your spooky stories that we can read on the air, please email us at the United States of Paranormal at gmail.com.